0: Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly.
1: Well, happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to GNAC Insider. We're glad to have you back. We took a little bit of a hiatus during the holiday season. We hope you had a terrific Thanksgiving and a terrific Christmas, as we did. And we're excited about coming back with GNAC Insider tonight and a great lineup of guests. Evan O'Kelly will join us here in a second. And uh, great news. I, just, I can't even wait to tell you the great news. A new TV deal with the conference and Root Sports. We're going to give you more details later on, but uh, there's going to be basically a men's basketball game or a women's basketball game at least once a week starting this Saturday from here to the end of the season. So very exciting news for the conference, very exciting news for Root Sports. I know everybody's fired up about it, and uh, we'll give you more details about that in a second. Let me tell you about what we're doing on the show tonight. We have Brady Bergeson. Now, Brady Bergeson's the, in his third year as the Wolves' men's basketball coach at Western Oregon University for the men, and they are off to a terrific start. Uh, probably the surprise so far of the conference in men's basketball. Then we have a repeat guest. Kevin Wooden will be joining us, Montana State Billings' women's basketball coach. His team's off to a terrific start. And then we're going to have something a little bit different. Spencer Todd, student athlete at St. Martin's uh, and a baseball player, is a member of the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, and in fact, the National Committee, not just at the school. So we'll have some interesting uh, perspective from Spencer tonight uh, to round out our lineup of guests. And let me welcome now onto the show the guy who always does such a great job putting the show together, Evan O'Kelly. Evan, how are you tonight? I'm
2: doing well, Kevin. It's good to be back on the air. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing fine. I really appreciate... uh, uh, everything uh, you, you do, I mean, you, week in, week out, you're always busy at the conference office getting all the stats in the uh, Team of the Week. We've got one of the Team of the Week coaches with us this week, so that's exciting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of good conference basketball going on right now, so we've got a, a couple of real good guests tonight. And I know you're a baseball guy.
1: Baseball season's coming up not too long. So lots of good sports coming up here in the coming weeks uh, for G-Neck Insider. I know you've got to uh, get Brady Bergeson lined up, so I'll let you take a breather here for a second. I want to catch up with Evan toward the end of the show because I want to talk a little bit more about the TV contract, which, as you can tell, I'm fired up about. But also I want to let everybody know about what he does on Twitter. He's really active on Twitter and social media is a really big part of people's lives, and it's a really nice way to stay up to date on what's going on in the conference, and we'll tell you exactly how to do that. Evan's kind of the guy behind the uh, the Twitter happenings for the GNAC um, at Twitter. So let me introduce Kevin Wooden. Kevin Wooden is, I'm sorry, uh, Brady Bergeson. Brady Bergeson is the men's head basketball coach at Western Oregon University, and they are off to a terrific start. Now, Uh, They had a fantastic weekend. I'm going to let him tell you more about that here in a second. But they've won six games in a row. They were the GNAC Team of the Week, and now they're tied for first place in the GNAC standings in his third season as uh, Coach of the Wolves and first time with us here on GNAC Insider. Coach, thanks so much for being with us tonight.
3: Hey, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be on the radio with you.
1: Well, I'll tell you what I I want. I want you to kind of tell our uh, our listeners about the weekend your team had at home in Monmouth uh, over the weekend. Let's start first uh, with. uh, Well, we'll go chronologically. Tell us about what happened.
3: Well, so Thursday night, uh, you know, we had a home stand. We played uh, Seattle Pacific, who you know came in at uh, ranked 11 in the country, and you know I think they were the favorite to win the conference and obviously as good as touted. Um, you know, and, and our, our boys are playing pretty good basketball right now, and, and I'm really, you know, pleased with just the progress that we've been making over the last uh, two, three weeks. Uh, you know, I really like the way we're moving uh, in the right direction in a lot of ways. And, you know, we were able to um, take the lead in the second half in a pretty nip-and-tuck game all game long. It was, uh, it was back and forth uh, you know, Seattle Pacific's got an awful lot of weapons that you've got to pay attention to and take care of. And, And, um, you know, we were able to find ways and make plays, uh, in the second half down the stretch. And, and, um, you know, we, we just, uh, we got on top of them, uh, in the last, you know, whatever it was, five or six minutes of the game and we were able to sustain that lead. And, uh, and, you know, our guys just had, made some tough stops down the backstretch and, and just didn't let them have anything easy. And we were able to uh, take care of business against them at home.
1: Now, just to give our listeners a little bit of background, last year I know your team was not very experienced. Kind of a tough uh, year, I think. Uh, but sometimes a year like that, I think, can can do some players some good. Am I right about that?
3: Oh, I absolutely agree with you. It was essential. You know, there's there's just no substitute for experience. And, you know, you can you can get uh, all the talent in the world, uh, but if you have talent that hasn't been through the ringer yet, especially the conference as talented and tough as the GNAC is, uh, you know, inevitably you're going to take some lumps and you're going to have to learn some lessons. And, you know, last year's team we started uh, three freshmen, uh, even four freshmen through a mm-hmm. period of that time. And, uh, it, you know, that can experience – Uh, last year, you know, led to a number of lessons learned, and I think six of the last nine games that we played, you know, came down to the last minute, and were decided in the last minute, despite our youth, Um, but nonetheless, you know, we also had to endure the the losses that came with that, and those hard lessons, and without those experiences, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're not where we are today. Now, I want to be careful when I say that, because we haven't achieved anything yet, and, you know, it's still early on, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, it's a team moving in the right direction right now, and uh, and we're still a little bit young. You know, those freshmen last year are all sure. sophomores now, and we've got three seniors. Um, so we still have a number of sophomores and juniors, but they're all everybody's got now. Been through the ringer a little bit, and uh, you know it's not the first time around in the neighborhood. So uh, that's definitely paying off a little bit. You can see the difference in uh, in the confidence. You know, in the last in the closing minutes of these games here.
1: Let me go back then to uh, your second game of the weekend, which was a very exciting one. I would think, you know, given your team's youth and and inexperience, sometimes a coach might have to fight off a letdown. But they came through in the clutch with a double overtime win on Saturday.
3: You're absolutely right. You know, going into that game on Saturday, that's what we were concerned about. You know, we really try to pay more attention to our own mental build up uh, and emotional build up that game is it was a danger game as we coined it and in that um you know you could easily have a little bit of a letdown. And uh, you know, our guys did a lot of things right and I don't think uh I don't think any more important than just the way that they prepared for that game mentally during that game. Uh I didn't feel any different going into that game uh with in terms of the feel of our group than I did, you know, the Seattle Pacific game. And so, again, that's a, uh, you know, hopefully that's a testament to our maturity. That's what I'm hoping that it was. And if it is, then, you know, uh, hopefully we continue to uh, prepare that way night in and night out. That's a hard thing to do. It's a really hard thing to do.
1: I'm sure it is. And in this conference where there are no really easy games, and then when you hit the road, things get really tough like this week.
3: You got it right. Yeah, this is – you know, boy, I, I think uh, I think this conference is uh, you know is uh, it's as loaded as any year, and it's also probably as balanced. And I've only been in here three years now, but uh, certainly it seems like this year's uh, top to bottom, it seems like there's more balance, more parity at a high level uh, than there have been in years past. Seems like there was one or two dominant teams. Uh, that anybody else just tried to clip one, you know, here and there. But uh, I I won't be surprised at any outcomes this year. I won't. On the road, at home, I think anybody can beat anybody. And I think you're going to see a lot of two, three, four-point games uh, in the GNAC.
1: Well, the strength of your team is part of what's made the conference more balanced, I would think. Let's talk some about uh, some of your players. I'm going to mention some names to you. Rodney Webster.
3: Rodney uh, is uh, one of our leaders. As a senior, Uh, he's a guy who has, um, you know, he came to us uh, and he was, you know, he had been in one of the top uh, junior college programs in the country at Fresno City where they do a great job of preparing young men for the next level in so many ways. And uh, really, really glad that we uh, got him and took him. He's been a terrific addition to our group. He's got so much courage. You know, people ask me about rides. The first word that, that pops to my mind is just courage. He's got tremendous uh, just courage and integrity. And uh, he's an emotional leader. He's a guy that our guys feed off of, um, you know, in, in terms of the way that he, his efforts and his extra efforts that he makes on the floor. And, and uh, he does it with a great deal of passion. And our you know our other guys do tend to feed off of that, so in that way he also makes those around him better. Uh, the other thing with Rodney is he's learning you know this year as opposed to last year he's making better decisions with basketball uh, in terms of when to pass it, when to shoot it, uh, shot selection, those types of things and that's what uh, has taken his game thus far to a a higher level. A
1: couple other guys I want to mention uh, Andy Avgi and Marwan Sarhan. Uh, T- talk about them.
3: Yeah, so um, Andy Obge is uh, a red-shirt sophomore this year. He was a, the conference freshman of the year last year in our leading scorer. Uh, got off to a slow start this year due to a knee injury. He staying in the uh, very beginning minutes of the first game. So, you know, he was out, I think it was five games. It might have been six. Um, and we had to, you know, he was, he was really a focal point for us uh... going in and so obviously we had to make some real adjustments Um, he since have gotten healthy and back into shape and is you know uh... a force uh... both inside and out as you know we expect him to be and just such a tough kid mentally physically uh... he's a match-up problem because he's you know he's six six he's long and he's uh... you know two hundred fifty five pounds of, of muscle and he's uh... He's just a load down there, uh, plays bigger than his height um, and just uh just a, a competitor and you know his injury um, was part of what opened the door and opportunities for some other guys, Marwan Sarhan being one of those guys uh, you know who you know we were certainly expecting to get product, production out of him uh, but you know the early injury to Andy left uh, a lot of playing time inside open and Marwan took full advantage um, really skilled uh, you know low block scorer uh, can really shoot it out to mid range and even has extended his range out to three uh, since he's been with wow. us uh, so uh, another matchup problem for a lot of people and uh, he's just been really uh, uh, really just a consistent, consistent player getting better defensively each week uh, which he's got to continue to do but uh, you know, he's just been—he's been a steady force for us. Our guys have so much confidence throwing him the ball and and working for him on the offensive end.
1: Steady like 15 field goals in a row?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. He really—he uh, <laughs> can do that. I mean, he can—he can just score it in so many ways. Uh, you you got to guard a, an awful lot of different areas on the floor and an awful lot of different moves with him. So he's—he's he's tough that way.
4: Hey,
1: I wanted to ask you before you go, uh, Mike Dunlap, a guy you've coached with at Metro State at the Division II level in Denver, NBA coach last year. Tell us about your experience with Mike.
3: Boy, I don't know how long your radio show is. I could talk about him <laughs> <laughs> for a long time. Uh, Mike's one of my uh, closest friends and mentors. Uh, you yeah, know, he took me in as a very young coach, um, and uh, you know, saw some potential there, and worked with me and um you know my four years with him i you know was uh the best four-year degree i i ever got unofficially uh it, the education on so many levels that he leaves you with um he's just a phenomenal mind uh has an unbelievable work ethic and an unbelievable motor um it, you know his passion for the game for teaching for the art of it, for the science of it, uh, you know, he's such a, a good uh, just ambassador of the game. Um, and, and then, of course, the impact that he has on young people. You know, he's he's very close with so many of his uh, former players. And, uh, you know, you can't find anybody that played for him that doesn't hold him in the highest respect. He just opened my world to basketball, I, you know, and he and – he, uh, I was um, – you know, pretty uh, young and inexperienced coming in, and I feel like i got the greatest education I could have asked for with him. And, and still to this day, we're very close, and, and he's a tremendous, uh, you know, mentor for me. I, he's a sounding board. I call when I need some thoughts and advice. He's, uh, he's just excellent to talk to and, and uh, you know, and help lead you to some good answers and make sure that you're thinking clearly. So he's, uh, he's one of the greatest, and I'm excited to see what he does next.
1: Well, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Coach,
3: I know you've described
1: your team as gritty, and I think uh, they're going to need some grit heading up to uh, Seattle uh, this week. So good luck this week. Thanks so much for being with us, and congratulations on the success you're enjoying.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Okay, thanks so much. Our guest has been Brady Burgesson, Western Oregon men's med, uh, head basketball coach and uh, a terrific guy. Well, you can tell they do have some chemistry there. So I don't think they've got a real fighting spirit there in Monmouth. Now let's see what's happening around the GNAC. Root Sports will kick off a series of eight GNAC basketball games to be televised live this season with a women's game between Montana State Billings and Seattle Pacific set for Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific time in Seattle. Root Sports is one of the leading sports broadcasting networks and will feature every GNAC school at least once and both men's and women's games. For a complete listing of GNAC basketball games that will be aired live on Root Sports, visit GNACsports.com. In Monmouth, the Western Oregon men's basketball team was named GNAC Team of the Week after defeating number 11-ranked Seattle Pacific and Montana State Billings last week. In Bellingham, the Western Washington men's basketball team fell in the latest Top 25 poll down five spots from last week. In Nampa, the Northwest Nazarene women's basketball team fell one spot to number 18 after two wins, including a key victory over Alaska Anchorage last week. In Billings, the women's basketball team is celebrating a pair of victories last week, and senior guard Bobby Knudsen earned Red Lion Player of the Week honors after a career-high 37 points in a win against Western Washington on Saturday and 55 points overall in two games. And all of the Red Lions student-athletes of the week for the period ending January 5th can be found at GNACsports.com.
0: GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back.
1: Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur Resort. Book a lake tower room with a cozy fireplace and world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit CDAResort.com. Our first guest tonight was coach of a team that has been sort of an underdog, kind of an unexpected strong start for Western Oregon. That's not the case, however, Uh, with our next guest. Kevin Wooden was with us before the season got started, Montana State Billings women's head basketball coach, and they were picked to win the GNAC uh, uh, title in the preseason coaches poll, and they're off to a strong start. A lot of things happening pretty much the way the experts thought they would, and I want to welcome back to the program Kevin Wooden. Coach, thank you so much for being with us tonight. We're very happy to have you uh, here on GNAC Insider.
4: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: So, you know, I remember when we spoke before the season started, you predicted it uh, would be a very competitive league and it looks like you were right about that. Six teams already have eight wins or better.
4: Yeah, it's a great league once again. I mean, uh last year the I felt uh, all six teams that qualified for the tournament at the end were were very um balanced uh you know, Simon and Western maybe a step above everybody else, but third through sixth, you uh, were so close. And I think this year the uh, the league is there's no dominant team, and and uh, I think the depth is even greater. So you've just got to really scratch and claw and try to win those home games and break through on the road. But uh, there's going to be a lot of jockeying of positions the rest of the way for sure.
1: You're off to a great start, 11 wins, four losses, three and one in the conference. How would you describe the season so far?
4: Well, I think we're getting better, uh, which is uh, exciting to me. Uh, We're relatively healthy as we um, head into uh, mid-January here. Um, You know, we we played in the tip-off Classic uh, in Anaheim and uh, just won one of the three games, but it was great competition. Uh, we had a couple uh, exhibition games against Division One teams which we played competitive. So I think our early season schedule was very tough. Um, our opening weekend in GNAC we went to Alaska and uh, Anchorage just really took it to us uh the first night. Uh since then we've uh played relatively well. Uh at Vegas we played uh, a good game against Texas Women's University and we uh lost to a really good Drury team. I think they're in uh, ranked in the top ten in the nation right now and uh, lost to them by the buzzer. But and then last weekend we uh, were able to play pretty consistent uh, offense and defense and got two good wins against two really good teams. So I like where we're headed. Uh, I think we have great offensive balance. Uh, we're deeper than we were a year ago. Uh, hopefully we'll continue to stay healthy. And, you know, Bobby was really special this weekend, especially on Saturday. But really it's our team defense that I'm most proud of right now.
1: Well, I know she's a good defender as well, but let's talk about her offensive performance. Bobby Knutson, the point guard is who we're talking about, uh, kind of came into the season uh, heralded, and uh, I guess 37 points is a pretty good game.
4: Yeah, she was uh, she was definitely in a zone. I think it was 14 for 21 from the field and uh, three of four from the three-point line, uh, made all her free throws, but I think only had one turnover. Uh, she just uh, did... Scored in a lot of different ways, whether in transition, all the way to the basket, pull up jumpers, threes, getting to the foul lines. It was one of those nights, uh, so uh, I was just lucky that she was on our team because I think she was definitely the difference that night.
1: One of the things you told us last time we spoke was that she's improved her perimeter shooting.
4: Yeah, she's worked really hard on that. Uh, you know, she plays a lot of minutes, uh, and she, like you said, she's a very good defender. So she's she's going to defend. The other players point guard a lot from end line to end line, and that takes a lot of a uh, toll on, on one's leg. So uh, she's a great conditioned athlete, but I, I think she's just improved it, and really it's just through hard work. I mean, she she spends extra time uh, each week uh, working on that shot, and, you know, she doesn't need to. I mean, she can be effective without doing that, but I think that just gives her more confidence, and uh, she definitely, uh, I believe at this point, uh, is is shooting better uh from the three-point line her freshman year she was pretty good last year she took a step back and uh she seems to be on the rise again
1: when we spoke last year, you also said you wanted to get some of your new players to gel you were really kind of concerned about that that was a focus for you how is that going
4: i think it's getting better uh chelsea Bayness, uh the 6-4 transfer from montana state she's Playing kind of 20-25 minutes a game, uh, giving us a great post presence. Um, I think she's more comfortable with the offense, and uh, really is, a, is playing well, uh, getting us 10-12 points. There's just not going to be a lot of people who get 20 points on our team. We just really have about eight different people that can can get us uh, 10 to 15 on a given night. And I think people are settling into their roles. Uh, we're we're making less mistakes through communication on defense, Uh, I think the key to our team right now is we've really been rebounding the ball well on both ends. And I think any time you do that, you have a a good chance to win. But uh, when you you combine that with uh, low turnovers and and shoot the ball pretty well, then you have a great chance to win. And that's what we did last weekend. Uh, We were able to out-rebound both teams by double digits. And I think that was the key to our success.
1: Who are the players who are helping you on the boards uh, besides Chelsea?
4: Well, Janiel Olsen uh, I believe, the second-leading rebounder in the league right now. She's a 5'9", 5'10", five, five, uh, kind of small forward, but she just really controls the defensive glass for us. She averages close to 10 rebounds a game. Uh, then, then we just get it a lot by committee. Uh, uh, Kaylin Goggins, uh, Chelsea, Quinn Peoples, Annie, Austin Hanser, all – Bobby Bobby rebounds well from the perimeter position. So um, we don't really have too many dominant people besides Janiel, but uh, we just need a lot of people to get four, five, or six. And if we do that, uh, we're pretty successful.
1: You look around the conference, tough competition. Northwest Nazarene uh, experience, tough. They look like they're going to be a a tough team this year.
4: Yeah, they have to, you know, basically the the whole starting five back, at least it seems to me they do, uh, they play very – Fast style still. I see they score a lot of points. Uh, you know, the new coach, I'm sure there will be some tweaks from from past, from past last year, but uh, they they had a big win over Anchorage. St. Martin's, is, you know, they've had three home games, but they have a nice win over uh, NNU. Um, Western looks good. They're different. They don't have quite the inside presence that they had a year ago, but, uh, boy, they're athletic and they shoot it well. Simon's solid again. I know I'm missing some. I'm, I'm very concerned about the last Uh, yeah, they're both very good. But yeah, we play Seattle Pacific in the, uh, root game of the week this week, and they had the two home losses, close losses. So I expect them to probably be like a caged lion, uh, with us. <laughs> so we're going to have to be very ready, uh, for them, but they, they represent, uh, another solid team. And, uh, Fairbanks had a nice road win at central Washington. Uh, you know, I think the depth of talent and the depth of teams in the GNAC is as good as I've ever seen it.
1: I'm glad you brought up the TV game. It's got to be very exciting for everybody around the conference to have uh, Root Sports. It's going to be 3 p.m. Pacific time. I know we've got folks uh, in in different time zones, but 3 p.m. Pacific time, Saturday, Root Sports, as you face Seattle Pacific.
4: Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, I was able to you know, uh, kind of see it firsthand when they did the championship games last year and um, watch a replay of it, and they just do a nice job. So uh, to be a part of an early season game, uh, and Seattle Pacific always has a nice atmosphere. So I expect that to be exciting, and I'm I'm hopeful. I'm pretty sure that we get the same channels here back here in Montana, so it would really be a nice thing for the the parents and families of our players and people in Billings to be able to watch that live if they get the opportunity to, to broadcast it here, too.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think the, uh, the Root Sports Network marries up very well with the uh, teams in the conference. The coverage pretty much uh, covers the whole conference. Coach Wooden, thanks so much for being with us on GNAC Insider, and good luck on your trip to Seattle this week.
4: Thank you so much. Take care.
1: You too. Kevin Wooden, the women's basketball coach at Montana State Billings, off to a great start, as the experts expected. Now let's take a look. At this week in the GNAC. In women's basketball, first place St. Martin's puts its six-game winning streak on the line as the Saints head north to face Alaska Anchorage and Alaska Fairbanks. Northwest Nazarene, which has won two straight contests, hits the road to challenge Simon Fraser. And Western Washington, which looks to extend its GNAC record home winning streak of 22 games. In men's basketball, Western Oregon will carry momentum from its current six-game winning streak to Nampa to face Northwest Nazarene on Thursday. Western Oregon is tied for first place in the GNAC standings with a 3-1 record in conference play and a 10-4 mark overall. Alaska Anchorage is set for a showdown with Seattle Pacific starting at 7 p.m. Pacific time in Seattle. Conference leader, Western Washington, will host Simon Fraser at 7.30 Pacific Time on Saturday. And for a complete schedule of this week's men's and women's conference basketball action, be sure to visit GnaxSports.com.
3: Look at you now.
1: You're well on your way at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. You chose a hands-on learning experience surrounded by people who push you to your potential. You chose to work in the field, out in the elements, and share your own story at the end of the day.
2: You chose to live life instead of reading about it. You chose UAF because it's more than an education. It's a path to the top. Begin your ascent. The University of Alaska Fairbanks, naturally inspiring. Why
1: choose Western Washington University? Complete your education in one of Outside Magazine's dream towns. Immerse yourself in Western's 160 academic programs. Ranked by U.S. News and World Report as the number one public master's granting university in the Pacific Northwest. Western Washington University. Active minds changing lives. Next on GNAC Insider, we're going to talk with a very talented baseball player from St. Martin's. But we're not going to talk that much about baseball. We're going to talk about being a student-athlete advisory committee representative. Uh, uh, You'll probably hear us refer to it as SAC. Uh, Our guest is Spencer Dodd. Very happy to have him with us. He's going to be heading down to San Diego, I think it is, for the NCAA convention next week. Spencer, thanks so much for being with us tonight.
5: No problem. Thank you for having me.
1: So tell me, for those who might not be familiar with with SAC, the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. Tell us what that's all about.
5: Well, the SAC forums is on every campus and there's different kind of roles that SAC plays. The main objective of the NCAA SAC is to enhance the total student athlete experiment, experience. Sorry, And basically what that means is we represent the student athletes to the athletic departments, to the conference, and at the national level. And it's on matters such as legislation, you know, kind of what's going on on campus, and it's a way to give student-athletes a voice, you know, from the institutional level all the way up to the national committee. How
1: long have you been a SAC rep?
5: Uh, This will be my second year being the GNAC SAC rep. Um, My freshman year, I had a teammate walk up to me and uh, put his arm around me and said, hey, you're going to go to this SAC meeting with me, and (laughs) so I... I was kind of cordially invited, and then I took over as the vice president at our institution, and I've carried that title all the way through up until present, and I serve for one more year.
1: So then you go next week and you represent the school. In fact, um, do you represent the conference? You represent the conference, do you not?
5: Yes. Yes, I do. So I am on How SAC is set up is each institution has a what we call institutional SAC, and that's made up of members from every single team. So every single team in the NCAA has SAC reps that meet with other SAC reps from the other team and form the institutional SAC reps. From there, there's, you know, a president or a, you know, vice chair, chair, however the different institutions want to word it, and they represent their schools at the conference level. So, Next weekend, actually this upcoming weekend, um, the GNAC SAC is meeting at Simon Fraser University, so there will be SAC reps from all the GNAC schools present. We'll meet, talk about, you know, what's going on in the GNAC and kind of how the GNAC SAC can help push forward, you know, what the student-athletes want and how to voice the you know, GNAC's opinions, and then from there, each conference, and I'm fortunate enough to be the GNAC conference rep, has one representative on the national student athlete advisory committee. And what we do at the national level is we basically collect votes from each of our conference schools and we vote on the legislation and kind of come up with a student athlete voice so that the administrators and everyone who's voting on the convention floor this year it's in San Diego we'll be able to have access to, you know, what the student-athletes felt. And with every piece of legislation, we have the student-athletes all take a stand and we'll say, you know, we support this measure because we feel this. And, you know, we'll explain kind of what the student-athletes' perspective is. And um, we also get to work with, you know, different groups within the NCAA structure, such as the Faculty Athletic Reps and Management Council of the GNAC and also the President's Council of Division II. So it's a great experience, and it's every campus has one, every team has a SAC rep, and it basically just helps promote the student-athletes and you know, represent, keep the student-athletes' voice represented.
1: So tell me, if you can, and our listeners, what are some of the things that, that the student-athletes feel They need representative, you know, what are some of the issues, I guess I'm trying to say, that you feel are important right now to student-athletes?
5: Absolutely. Um, Each year, the NCAA presents a piece of legislation, well, multiple pieces of legislation, and instead of, you know, not asking for the student-athletes' opinions, they will come forward and, you know, take the legislative vote. So there's different things, you know, from, you know, length of Christmas break, different, I mean, from... Uh, progress towards degree requirements, which you know say, hey, you have to pass this many credits this time, or you know, I- initial eligibility requirements. Every single piece of legislation that's been passed in the past 25 years since SAC started has been reviewed by some sort of SAC committee from Division Three, Division Two, and Division One. So we really focus on just providing a voice and. It's not limited to legislation, and actually, Division Two SAC has a phenomenal partnership with uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. I don't know how familiar the audience is with that, but since 2003, Division Two has partnered with Make-A-Wish, and we've raised um, just shy of three million dollars wow. for Make-A-Wish. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic you know number, and schools from across the nation all really you know chip in, and when you have you know. As large of an audience as Division Two, it really helps to, you know, get the word out. But $2.4 million, I know a lot of the GNAC SAC, we work together, you know, we bounce ideas off of each other. There will be halftime fundraisers, you know, all sorts of different things that we do and, you know, is done at the national level. But 2.4, over 2.4, we were at $2.4 million last year, and we're just under $3 million for this year. Well, I
1: know you're, you're you're getting to play a lot of baseball and you're getting a great education, but what we're talking about here, I would think, is such valuable experience as you go off into the world next year to have this kind of experience, you know, politically, diplomatically. Uh, that's got to be terrific for you.
5: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it really, a lot of times you don't get the business atmosphere until you're actually in a business, you know, culture and you're working, but I get to, you know, go to meetings Sit, talk to people and you learn how to interact and, you know, really carry yourself and try and be as professional as you can and, you know, one of the hardest things that I've had to learn is to separate my opinion from the conference's opinion and from the opinion of the other student athletes and really get that representative voice because that's what it's all about. I mean, all the, all the student athletes have different thoughts, different feelings and it's, it it gets difficult but it's really fun to try and sit there and collect, you know, all different viewpoints and bring them together as one and work with you know we have a terrific group at national sack we're all you know really close we keep in touch with each other and you know from i've got friends out in long island all the way down to monterey bay california so we work together we bounce things off of each other and it's it's really nice to have that big of a network and kind of get the professional experience at a collegiate level
1: Hey, I can't let you go without. I know you're, you play first base. I got to think you guys are starting to practice already. I know uh, games coming up next month. It seems so early for baseball, but uh, are you practicing?
5: Uh, no, we don't start till Friday. We got our we got our first day of practice on Friday, and we're we're looking forward to that. I mean, I think there's not a baseball team in the Gene and in the country that's not hungry to get back <laughs> out on the practice field and get better every day. So
1: very good. We're super hey, excited.
5: Say- you know? Well, you've
1: got a busy weekend coming up. Uh, Thanks so much for being with us, Spencer. Great articulate uh, young student athlete. We sure appreciate your being on the show with us tonight.
5: Not a problem. Thank you guys very much.
1: Okay, thank you so much. Uh, Wow, I'll tell you what, I'll bet his parents are proud of him, Spencer Dodd. Okay, let me welcome Evan O'Kelly back to the show. Evan, you had to be thrilled yesterday. I know you knew this was going on. Dave Hagelin, the commissioner, has been working on this TV deal probably for a while. But to have the games on Root Sports, man, that's really exciting.
2: Yeah, you know, I think it's a really good opportunity for uh, the student-athletes and the conference as a whole in uh, like we mentioned earlier, it's not a new thing. This partnership with Root, you know, it's been going on for about five years now. But it's been a few years since we've had a, really a consistent um, uh, series of games. We have it's almost essentially a game per week on Root, so it's just a, a really big step to to have that uh, opportunity for a lot of the schools.
1: And really, uh, men's and women's basketball. And as I understand it, every school will appear at least one time.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's pretty much equal representation there. Every school has an opportunity to be broadcast at least once, and uh, like we said, yeah, men's and women's games will both be uh, broadcast.
1: So people can check the the TV schedule. It's all up there right now at com.
2: Yep, and... Like we said with uh, Kevin Wooden earlier, that's the first game coming up here right on Saturday, so it's pretty quick. You know, the announcement was made officially yesterday, and uh, less than a week later we have our first game. And uh, like always, you can visit gnaxsports.com and see the full slate. There's eight total games running January 11th through March 1st. 3 p.m. Pacific time
1: is game time for that game, uh, Seattle Pacific and Montana State Billings. Should be a good game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, those were the two top teams um, picked in the preseason poll. Uh, Montana State Billings doing pretty well right now. Uh, Seattle Pacific has lost a couple home games in a row, so, you know, they're going to be hungry. (laughs) Like Kevin Kevin said, uh, like a tiger in the cage, they're ready to get back (laughs) in the wind column. Okay. Hey, before we go, I want to let everybody know
1: about, you know, I know a lot of folks – My age, although I'm an exception, but a lot of folks my age don't really do Twitter, but a lot of folks younger, your age, do Twitter, and it's a great way for anybody who's not done Twitter, If maybe you don't have an account yet, sign up, and if you already have one, um, what is the best way to get your GNAC updates on Twitter?
2: Well, the best way, firstly, is to follow um, the GNAC, and it's at G-N-A-C sports, all one word, and... Really, we're tweeting about all kinds of things. We're tweeting all of our press releases, all of our story updates, and we're uh, actually doing uh, quite a bit of live updating during games, everything from starting lineups to halftime scores and final scores, things like that. And it's a really good way to interact, and you can kind of discover the different hashtags we use, and then really it gets the conversation going um, both during games and pregame and postgame as well.
1: Yeah, so if you do that, if you use the hashtags, and it's kind of cool because, you know, you can find yourself in a conversation about GNAC sports with people you don't even know. That's part of the fun of it.
2: Absolutely. You know, you want to go on to Twitter and find out about GNAC basketball, you type in the hashtag GNACBball, and then every tweet that has to do with that is right there for you so you can see uh, updates from um, you know, the majority of the schools use the hashtag and tweet regularly, so you're getting info from um, a, a wide variety of GNAC schools. And for people my age, the
1: hashtag is like the number sign or the pound sign, <laughs> just in case you're not sure. Very good. Chip, hey, Chip, I put your keyboard there. That's right. Okay, excellent. Hey, and,
2: uh, and by the way, a lot of the SIDs,
1: if not all uh, of the individual schools,
2: are using Twitter as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've really seen it grow, I think, in the past couple of years. And um, it's really becoming an, an essential thing. And um, we're really happy to be uh, expanding our presence on it. And we're seeing a lot of schools interact and grow with us. That's fantastic. And as always, there's always
1: gnaxports.com, But Twitter's a good way because you can get your tweets while you're out, you know, in the field. Or you get it
2: on your phone or whatever.
1: Hey, we're out of time. Evan, thanks so much for all the work you do every week.
2: Absolutely. Good talking to you. See you next week.
1: Okay, thanks so much. Evan O'Kelly with us on GNAC Insider, and we hope you'll join us Tuesday night at 7 o'clock or listen via podcast.
0: Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com, or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio.